Hi, I'm Ruby. And I'm Rachel. And this is our podcast, Quarter Life Crisis. This week we're talking about comparison culture. Being in your 20s is a weird time when everyone is at a different stage and it can be hard not to compare yourself. So how do you cope in a world where everything feels like a competition? Well, let's get into it. All right, before we get into our topic, Rach, what is your crisis and win of the week? So I don't... I didn't really have a crisis to talk about, but I did want to talk about maybe a a crisis of knowledge, something I learned (laughs) that I wish I didn't know and has been bothering me. So last night I was out out last night with some colleagues and I'd had a bit to drink and I am quite chatty when I drink and I've got this new thing where I've been – asking people to show me their dating profiles <laughs> and I'm like, I'll fix it for you. I'm like an expert in this because I do, I do think I've got a good eye for online dating. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel starting a new business where she's going to write people's dating profiles for them. Yes. So that was, I was telling people about my business idea <laughs> and it was like my team. And then this other guy who I hadn't really worked with or met much, she's kind of like friends with my team. My team are much older than me. They're, like, in their 40s. They're all men. So it was, like, another 40-year-old man. And I'm just, like, babbling on, like, yeah, about the dating app stuff. And he's, like, oh, I've got Hinge, this other guy. And I was, like, oh, show me. I can, you know, I can help you write Hinge. <laughs> he gives me his phone. And the bio was, like, looking to have some fun. And I was just, like, oh. <laughs> like, I did so not need to know like, that. Pick- no, I was like, oh, I, I was more thinking of like a relationship. And he's like, I don't want a relationship. And I was like, you just want to hook up. I've never really ever talked to this guy before. He's like a dad with kids. <laughs> Obviously people are, you know, after marriage breaks up, they're back in the dating game. Great. Yep. I wish I didn't know that this man is out here having casual sex on Hinge. And now whenever I go to the office and see this man, I'm going to know that. And I wish I didn't. So I'm burdened with knowledge that I, like, imagine like your dad's friend just telling you that he's having casual sex. That's kind of the equivalent of what I experienced. Not what you need to know. No. No. So I'm upset. Well, I'm I'm sorry that you had to go through that, Rachel. I tried to give him my honest feedback on the profile. I was like, you know, this is my, my thoughts. But, yeah, I've been burdened. Um, but, yeah, that's – other than that, life's been good. What's your I win think, of the week? Yeah, I've been so – my wins are that – so Mingus, my little baby cat, is really settling in. Um, he's pretty good. Like, he's had no problems. He's really confident around people. Um, he's healthy. So I think I'm doing the cat mum thing pretty well. Hell yeah. Um, that's, like – that's been quite rewarding having him – he's on my lap at the moment. He's very oh. cute. Yeah, we're um, having so, an Emma Chamberlain moment. We're both recording from our beds um, over Zoom. So Yeah, yeah. Friday Arvo bed recording. It's a vibe. Yeah. Yeah, so Mingus settling in, which is good. I'm settling into work, which has been good. I've been getting lots of positive feedback on my writing, which is always a very rewarding well, thing to hear as, yeah. as a creative. Um, yeah, so it's going well. Nice. Pretty happy. Jackie over here. Love that. All right, Ruby, what is your crisis and win this week? 
Um, my crisis, I've just, it's not really a crisis. I've just had a crappy week because I've been sick and injured and it has not been a vibe. Um, I just have, I don't even know what sickness I have. I'm just really tired and had a sore throat and a little bit of a cough and a little bit of a runny nose. So whatever that is. That sounds like COVID. I know, but I did a COVID test and it's not that. So, um, and like Nelson and Danya both have it too. So I don't, but I don't think it's that. Um, well. My test said it wasn't, so anyway, I'm hoping it's not. Um, so that really sucks. And also I have a, a leg injury, which I don't know what it is. I just like randomly started again because like I started at the gym again and I started like running again and this leg injury is flared up again. I had it like last year and it's for like no rhyme or reason. It happens just like if I'm going for a five-minute walk, it might start hurting and then like not other times and it's really random and – I've just had a really sore leg this week also because last weekend at futsal I like tripped and fell over really hard and really hurt my knee on that same leg. So like I got home, had an ice pack on my knee, a heat pack on my foot because like the pain, like the other injury, the pain's like from my toes up to my knee. Like it's really painful and like when I'm trying to go to sleep it's like really sore. Anyway, it's kind of messed up. I'm just sorry, I'm just rambling now but I just went to the doctor about it and have to go get an x-ray and an ultrasound on my leg. (laughs) How fun. Um. I know, but, like, she just doesn't really know why it hurts. But um, it was quite funny. I, like, pulled up my pants. To, like, she's like, oh, I want to look at your leg. And then, like, I got this massive bruise on my knee from futsal. And I was like, that's not the sore part I'm talking about, <laughs> even though that's the visible thing that looks really bad. Um, Anyway, so I just had a bit of a rubbish week because I haven't been able to, like, go to the gym or go outside for even, like, a walk. I tried to go to a coffee mm-hmm. shop. Well, I did go to a coffee shop on Tuesday morning to work. Left the house. About 200 metres from the house. Leg starts hurting limped the whole way there and the whole way home and it was horrible my leg hurt for the rest of the day oh anyway it's just been a bad week i'm sorry i just sound like i'm complaining because i am um anyway it's just been a really depressing week and i've been really tired and i just like didn't leave the house for like three days because like i was sick tired and couldn't walk so it was not a vibe but anyway it's gonna get better from here on out i have a good weekend um so yeah, it's not not really a crisis, to be honest. Um, my win of the week, though, is that, I mean, it's not specifically a win of this week, but, like, just generally at the moment, I feel like now with my freelancing, I actually have time for, like, my hobbies, and I'm really loving them. I just started my new newsletter, Cooking with Ruby. <laughs> like, follow, and subscribe. <laughs> um, which I'm really enjoying doing that. Um, I We're doing this podcast, which is a hobby, which is really fun. Um. I just feel like, yeah, I just feel like I have time for these things now, which is really nice. But um, I'm, like, aware that I'm very, like, privileged because, like, I don't have to work within the confines of a nine-to-five like everyone else. So, like, I can just do these things. Like, <laughs> oh, just, you know, we're recording this at, like, four o'clock on a Friday. Rachel's like, ah. Um, yeah, but, like, you know, as in, like, I can just do it at, like, 11 a.m. on a Wednesday if I decide to, like, um, my hobby stuff. So, anyway, I am – enjoying that so that's my win of the week anyway you i can, ran it off just so everyone knows you can fuck around with a nine to five <laughs> no you definitely can find a good one <laughs> that was me last night at the club. to my manager i was like hey i don't actually ever work till five is that okay and he was like yeah that's fine rachel don't I tell don't- your boss <laughs> while drunk it's fine he bought me shots it's fine <laughs> I love that. No, but they, I love how 
because they're all men and they justify. I was like, I feel guilty when I don't work till five. I don't have any work to do. And they're like, no, it's because we're creatives and we need time to think. And it's not all about, you know, just sitting at your desk and you've got, you've got to create the work when, when you're available to. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. (laughs) So true. So true. No, but I freaking hate, yeah. right? As a creative myself, recently I've having dreams or I'm working in my dreams and I'm like making social media posts in my head in my dreams. And I'm like, I am trying to have a work-life balance here. Can I just not work in my sleep, please? This is so annoying. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, that isn't. So as we mentioned, we're talking about comparison culture this week. If you don't know what comparison culture is or haven't heard this term before, I Google it for you. You're welcome. Um, and the definition is comparison culture is the phenomenon of social media pitting us against each other by making us repeatedly compare ourselves to the faked and cur- curated versions of each other. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. I think like comparison culture is a little bit of a buzzword right now, but I don't think it's just to do with social media. Like I feel like comparison culture definitely existed before social media but i just think social media has really like exacerbated comparison culture um i feel like like obviously i feel like back before social media like you know comparing like your career to people would have been really normal because like if you're around people like well it's like your friends but also like people that you work with like if they're getting promotions and you're not like you're comparing yourself but now i feel like with social media there's a whole new added layer of like different things that you can compare yourself to other people about because it's just like there and like people are showing their highlight reel in this like very digestible addictive form so i don't know i think it's really interesting but um i feel like there's so many things like in your 20s that people like that people compare themselves to others about like like I said I think there's like there's a career and then I think you've got like relationships friendships life achievements like milestones like especially in our 20s like you know people like you know start settle down like get engaged get married have kids buy a house like all very heteronormative things but those kind of milestones that like you know they have in the movies (laughs) um but obviously in real life too um I feel like like especially social media related ones like people's looks and their like lifestyle and travel and their social life and things like that like I think there's just so many things that people compare themselves to others about um yeah I don't know Rach like what what are your what are your thoughts your feelings about comparison culture yeah it's social media is a huge one I think it used to play a bigger role in my life in terms of like affecting my self-esteem thinking that I my life wasn't as good as other people because of what I was being shown about their life it it could be both like a maturity thing like you know you give less fucks as you get older but also uh the platforms themselves change like do you remember how much of a big deal it used to be the likes on your profile picture was that a thing when you were in school yes oh my god even like the likes on your instagram post yes and now like I could not give a single fuck. Yeah. I remember always very consciously posting at like 5 p.m. Yeah, like the <laughs> prime, prime time. Yeah. Time. <laughs> to be fair, I still follow yeah. prime time rules, so, but only for my business posts because, you know, like that's my business. So <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't – if you think of a business getting likes and impressions, ideally that translates to sales, let's say, or yeah. website clicks. 
when it's your profile picture, what does it translate to? To I think it is validation. Um, oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Oh my god. Yeah, I remember being really addicted to that feeling of getting likes. Yeah, so I feel like social media, especially now, because like, I think because like also like filters and things like that in terms of like looks and like comparing looks to be like, oh my god, like I don't look like the Kardashians. What the heck? But obviously they don't even do these filters. That's like plastic surgery and stuff as well. But like how that's had an impact on comparison culture and like people like using filters, but then also just getting in real life, like work done on themselves to look like the people on social media. But mm. so toxic. But then I think it's also that comparison culture part of social media where like you're like, oh my God, like their life looks amazing. They're doing all these cool things. And like, that's the thing it's like okay but yeah they're posting on their stories five times a day like i don't post on my stories five times a day doesn't mean i'm not having a great day i'm just not posting about it you know it's like i think yeah i don't know comparison culture definitely been exacerbated by social media a lot i would say like a lot but also when i was reading about comparison culture it was kind of saying like like yeah it's always been this kind of thing and it can be a good thing because it can help you like you know like you look at someone and you're like oh like they own car i want to work towards owning a car like i want to be like them like not necessarily be like them but like it gives you like things to be like oh i think i want that same thing i'm gonna work towards it you know like oh like they've got this cool job i'd love a job like that i'm gonna work towards it so like it can be good in terms of helping you like set goals and like progress your life but then at the same time i think it can be quite debilitating and i think can have a really big impact on people's mental health as well like um, if they're like comparing themselves too much to other people and just feeling like the finish line is getting pushed further and further away. I think that's also the thing is that like, you know, there's these comparison culture things, like say for like looks or whatever. So someone's like, okay, like I want my lips to look like that girls on Instagram. So I'm going to go get lip filler, get lip filler. Cool. My lips now look like hers. Oh, but I wish I didn't have like forehead wrinkles like that girl does so now I'm gonna get that it's like the finish line just like gets pushed further and further back you know like you can reach the goals that you once wanted but once you get there you don't you're not like satisfied you know like you always want more and more and more so like I think that's where comparison culture comes in is that like it's like you can't fix an insecurity by changing something necessarily but then yeah primarily it is like doing if you make a change to yourself and then that feels quite good but when it's a like it feel like a de- you feel that you have some sort of deficit, then it's probably not going to be fixed by changing, yeah, the appearance or something. Exactly. I yeah, think- it's kind of with all these things. I think like you have these like aspirations for different parts of your life. Yeah, whether that be like career, relationships, friendships, looks, money, fitness, whatever. But like when you reach those goals, like you've already made new goals to work towards. So like I just don't think people take enough time to be like oh, like, you know, once upon a time I wanted this and now I have that. How exciting is that? I think people just don't really appreciate, like, the fact that they, like, have gotten the thing that their past self once wanted and was working towards. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Rach, what would you say you, like, personally struggle with in terms of, like, comparison culture? I think I, as much as I hate to admit it, like, FOMO and things like that of, seeing people hanging out on the weekend and doing something cool, like going to a cool concert or a like trip away and I'm kind of not doing that or I haven't been invited or I haven't made similar plans and I'm just at home. That feels pretty shit. But then it also does depend on my headspace. Like maybe I've had 
quite a busy week and I'm relaxing at home. If I see that on Instagram, it doesn't affect me because I'm quite comfortable being at home. But I get a bit restless when I haven't been out and about and I get Mm. a bit like, yeah, I kind of need some sort of like activities on. If I don't, I feel like I get quite in my head about it of like, oh, my life's not uh, interesting. I don't feel fulfilled maybe like I wish I was on a trip to the beach or if I was out at this bar I'm not I'm at home yeah that kind of feels a bit lame yeah I think I have the same kind of thing like that FOMO of like people posting that they're doing something on social media and I'll be like oh like I'm not doing anything yeah I feel like I feel like especially after COVID I had a real like I was like had a real comparison culture thing with people like yeah doing things like experience like travel and like things like that I'd be like oh my god like they did a weekend away to Queensland. I want to do a weekend away to Queensland. Or like, they did a weekend away to the beach. I want to do a weekend away to the beach. And so I think I was like booking myself up like almost every weekend with things. And I think like I just overdid it. And now I'm like at the point where I'm like, I would rather a weekend at home, like just do like a few little <laughs> things in the city or whatever. Like an occasional weekend away. Yes, love it. But I think I was overdoing it because I was just seeing everyone on social media doing it. But I think everyone was doing it because it was like post-COVID. Nobody could have like nobody could go anywhere. And so I was just overdoing it. Now I feel like I'm like reeling that back in. I'm like, no, that was just like same thing though. Like I was doing it post-COVID, like, you know, visit all the people I hadn't seen in ages and rah, rah, rah. But now I like don't feel like that need to like do a trip every weekend, you know? So I think that's like that thing where like, you know, these kind of things, they ebb and flow in like what you compare yourself to others about and those kind of things. Mm. Yeah, I I think I compare myself as well. You said like fitness just before offhandedly. I definitely, I've always compared myself with that, um, like wishing I was fitter. I don't know how many people experience this and whether it fixates other people as much as it occupies my mind. so common. Yeah, and there's sort of, oh, this person is able to exercise multiple times a week because I would, I think I'd like to be that person, but I am not. Yeah. And that kind of almost like disappoints me I think when I am not yeah living up to my expectations of myself and then someone else is doing that it's kind of like a oh they can do it why can't you well see like I don't think like any of like any of my friends aren't people who like post about going to like the gym or doing fitness on like social media so I don't feel in that aspect I always feel it when I'm doing like something in person with people like going for a hike or playing futsal and I'm like oh my god how are these people like just so naturally fit like, you know, I'm like, I'm so out of breath and red and sweaty right now and they look fine. Like, how are they so fit? Like, you know, and I'm like, I don't think they do anything to, like, be that fit, but maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something I'm really insecure about is my, yeah, lack of, uh, like, cardio fitness. Like, I really struggle with running and things. Um, But then I'm sure that people who are really good at running might look at me and there's something that I have or I can do that they wish they could do. Exactly. That's, that's what I always tell other other people when people come to me and they say, oh, I'm really struggling with this thing. I just say, well, like flip it around. Like don't people look at you and they envy this thing about you. So, yeah, I think that that's a, a big thing with comparison culture is that it affects everyone. I mean, you see those like dumbass like comic images on Instagram where it's like uh, – <laughs> woman with a family versus like a woman in like a you know clubbing outfit yeah, and they're yeah, looking yeah. at each other being like 
life. I feel like we talked about this last week, this kind of same idea of wanting to be in a different place. So I think there's something. And I try to, it's really hard when I'm in a negative headspace comparing myself, trying to remember the things that I like about myself. Actually, maybe we should talk about that. I feel like we often talk about what we struggle with. Why don't we talk about or is that really off yeah. topic? Well, no, I so like I no, I actually had written that down. I'd written like things that I down that I feel like I don't compare myself about, which I think is like I'm kind of glad about, but yeah. I don't know if that like comes across as braggy though. No, no, maybe this is a good thing. So we're saying how to cope with comparison culture. Like maybe if we talk about what we think so we're I- with that, then they will encourage other people to think that same way true but i have a theory about this i wrote this down in the notes but my theory is that like we compare ourselves about things that we feel insecure about right that's yeah, absolutely yeah so like i feel like things that i don't compare myself are obviously things that like i feel secure in so like personally for me the things that i don't compare myself are um is like career and i don't know if that's because like nobody else that i know is doing anything like really similar or like, obviously, you don't. Obviously, you're not even just comparing yourself to your friends and people you know. Like, obviously, for me, like my job is online, so like, I definitely sometimes compare myself to other people who are doing similar stuff, like on Instagram, and be like, oh, their stuff's so much better than mine. But it actually, doesn't bother me that much. I'm kind of like, I'm just doing my thing. You're doing your thing. Whatever. I'm getting better every day, you know. So I feel like, yeah, like, um, career is something that I feel like I'm not. I don't feel like I compare myself with um like my relationship I feel like I don't compare myself at all with that like anything to do with that um yeah I don't feel like I'm like comparing myself in terms of like the amount of education I have because like a lot of our friends have like master's degrees or doing PhDs and I'm like I just have a bachelor and I'm fine with that for me that's like the things that I feel like I I do feel secure and I'm not comparing myself um what about your age all those things you said, I yeah compare myself with all the time. Oh really? So, that's funny. Yeah. What's the first thing you said? Career. Oh, I yeah lose my mind going on Instagram and seeing not Instagram, LinkedIn, and seeing people my age who have got these amazing jobs and even if they're not doing anything similar who, to what your work is. I don't know. I've got. Uh, no, no, it's not the work, it's the age, I think, if there's someone who's 24 right, and, like, okay. working a real job or they're working at, oh, I used to look, I looked up all the people who worked at, uh, like, Vush, oh, the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the well, wellness, wellness company. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, I wish I would, like, they're so cool. They're, like, doing marketing at this, like, really cool brand and, oh, I'm not doing that, I'd never get in there. And, yeah, people who were writers and, like, uh, uh, like journalists who are my age and I'm like, oh, they're doing that and I'm not, yeah, relationship. I feel like people don't talk about it a lot. It's a bit taboo, but I would, yeah, I definitely have felt, yeah, comparison culture in terms of relationships. What, and, what aspect? Um. People posting on Instagram of like on a, a very fancy date or their right. boyfriend has done this huge display or something. I don't think I want that, but when I see it, it feels a bit like weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely deal with that. What else did you say? Education. 
Yeah, when people have master's degrees, I feel a bit miffed, but then I'm also like, I wouldn't go back to uni. I don't think about too much, but I, I have definitely felt somewhat inferior for only having an arts degree. Only which for me told- felt like a I know, but it was such a family. I barely went to uni. I went like two hours a week. Same, Rachel, same. Like, it's fine. (laughs) And look at us now with our world domination podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're just the ultimate cliches, like nam girlies with a podcast. Um, And our other thing you said. Working in social media. We're so basic. Incredibly so. But I love it. I love I love my basicness. I only listen to Taylor Swift and Harry Styles and I am proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you say anything else? I feel like everything you said hit a I was like, oh, I struggle with okay, all wait, of that. But Rachel, remember we're not focused on the negatives. What do you feel like you don't compare yourself about? Man, it feels really vain. I don't compare my skin. Your skin does because, play. Oh, but then that's also like I'm very lucky to not have acne or anything or like insecurities about my skin but then that's just genetics I don't know I think I'm 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 quite like I feel like I've got my shit together yeah and that's something I think people do oh I've been told sort of compared to me they're like oh you you're quite mature and I don't know like doing adult things like I've got a pet and a partner I live with and shit like that fair do you feel like you compare yourself to like celebrities or influencers at all not celebrities. I don't. They're so far away. Yeah. I feel the same thing about influencers, like micro and macro influencers. Like sometimes I do feel like, oh, like, you know, they aren't like massively famous, you know, but like they've got these things. I wouldn't say like I feel like I directly compare myself, but I don't know, like a little bit. Like I definitely get influenced by them. Like I'll be like, oh, their hair looks so nice and shiny. I'm going to buy the hair mask they're promoting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely those influences, the sort of local ones, like well, influences you know, drive off comparison people. culture because it's how they make sales. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it can be because from like a business point of view, an influencer is just like a new marketing channel, right? Yeah, like then you, pe- you want people of- to aspire to be like them, so then they'll sell, be able to sell products. Yeah, yeah, it's like a recommendation from a f- friend but then they're not really your friends and they also might just have naturally beautiful shiny hair and you've been, you know, scammed into buying this $80 face mask. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely, Local influencers, I do feel a bit like, oh, I wish my life was like them, especially when they're like, I seem to have such an easy job that pays so well. That'd be nice. Yeah, I know. (laughs) My job's pretty easy at the moment, (laughs) but it could be even easier. I know. Um, do you also feel like, I guess another thing, do you feel like you, do you compare yourself to like a, like past versions of yourself? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what yeah, like being, I guess I used to be skinnier. Um, so that's, but that's something I struggle with separately. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I guess had more friends and kind of went out more and yeah. was more extroverted. Before COVID, I do feel a bit I- sad that I... I'm not that person anymore. Yeah, I really, really miss my post-COVID social life and, like, how I felt. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, yes. I'm sorry, yeah. How I felt, like, around about my 
friendships in my social life. I feel like I didn't really used to feel mm. concerned about it, and now I do. Not like concerned that mm. I have losing it. I just feel like it's changed so much, and I've changed so much, and like yeah, yeah, I definitely do. Yeah, miss kind of the college life. Not that I'd go back to it, but yeah, yeah, that sort of like intense, like hanging out with your multiple best friends every day. Like that's kind of. Oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't know if that's yeah. comparison culture, though. That's quite like your own experience. Yeah. Exactly. But then I, because I don't, I don't see people in college now and feel any envy. No, no, not I'm at quite all. happy where I am. <laughs> I would never go back to college, but yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I do feel like comparison culture, like, is more rife in today's society and I would predominantly put that up to social media. Like I personally, I feel like like, I wanted to talk about this because I feel like I'm feeling comparison culture so acutely right now and I feel like more than I ever have before. I don't know why that is, but I don't know. what. Why do you think that like comparison culture is so rife? Like do you think it's just social media or do you think it's that like, I don't know, like, there's higher expectations of everyone from every element of life now. Mm. Well, social media does contribute because you have access to people's lives that you never did. Like if you talk to anyone older, they're like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't grow up with social media. Mm. I didn't, you know, know what people were doing on the weekends and things like that. Yeah, I think because we're in a world with a lot of choice, which is great, I, again, wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I wouldn't want to be, like, a fucking peasant in the 1600s. Like, surely there wasn't that much choice. And we live in a world with a lot of choice, which is awesome. That it's, like, this kind of analysis paralysis where it's what do I choose? There's so much to choose from that you don't do anything. Yeah. And then you see other people doing things and it's like, well, why didn't I make that? I could have made that choice. I have everything in the world to allow me to make the choice to save money and go go overseas. I could have done that. or But then save money and buy a car. Uh, I don't know, go have a huge party and film it the whole time and post it. They can't do everything at once and it's almost like there's so much going on at once and there's so many things that you could be. You could be – it's – I think that's there's, so there's such high expectations for us to like have such a well-rounded life, but then it's like, when do we have time to rest? Capitalism's destroying us all. <laughs> yeah, but there's so you can't possibly do it all. You want to be someone who, oh, what am I saying? You someone who wears really full cool clothes, like really nice, fashionable clothes. But then you also have to be into sustainability and they've got to be sustainable clothes. But then you also want to be someone who saves money and is responsible with money. But then you also want to be someone who goes out on the weekend. And they don't like align with each other. Yeah, there's no uh, no way to be all these different things. And, yeah, people present themselves as having all these different things, but they can't. It's not real. Exactly. So... What do you pick? It's kind of like, do I, which of these things do I choose? Do I choose to be a person who saves money or a person who spends all their money or is there like a comfortable middle? But then when I'm in the middle, there's always going to be someone better than me. Yeah, exactly. It's bloody hard, I tell you. 
Um, okay, I have a interesting thing that I was thinking about when we were preparing for this episode. Do you think be real is good for comparison culture or bad? Because it obviously is trying to show like not everyone's having an amazing, beautiful aesthetic time all the time. But also, I also think it helps to contribute to comparison culture if the photos that have been shared are like, oh, I'm not doing that. So I don't know. What do you think? I, yeah, at first I really liked Be Real, the whole, yeah, what what are you doing right now? Yeah. Like in theory. It, like everyone great. else is lying in bed at, at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I've definitely been guilty of posting when I'm doing something interesting because there's only so many times I can take a picture of myself at work or in bed. And I, sometimes I just, I don't want to, like when it goes off really late at night, I don't want to post a picture of myself in bed. Yeah. That feels weird and boring. And who wants to see that? Like, I don't particularly want to see other people in bed. Um, I think, yeah, see, I think be real, like it's, I think its concept was that it was trying to combat that whole, not combat it, but like, you know, try not to make like everything is like a highlight reel. So like, yes, yeah, some days on Be Real, you are doing something fun, but then other days, yeah, you're literally just at your desk or you're in bed. But I think it's interesting that there is like these social media platforms now that are trying to like challenge that, you know? But then even with Be Real, I see stuff that I'm not invited to on a smaller level. Yeah, exactly. Say- and that kind of annoys me. Yeah. But then that's just my, I just want to be invited to everything, even if I can't come. <laughs> Fair. I think I should be invited. You don't want to hang out with me. It's not even that. I have to tell myself that. It's not, it's not that they don't want to hang out with me. It's like they don't have to hang out with me every single time. But I think I'm hilarious. Oh, there's another thing I don't compare myself on. I think I'm very funny. You are funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've never felt insecure about my jokes because they're so good yeah Rach what are your what are your recommendations on like how people can not combat comparison culture because I don't think it's necessarily entirely a bad thing but like what are things mm. that you think that people can do like for the aspects and the elements of things in their life that they are comparing themselves with like what what do you what do you think <laughs> I actually have a book recommendation. It's kind of a naff one and a lot of people have probably read it or heard of it. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, that book. Yeah. So basically the premise of it is that you can't give a fuck about everything because you'll just go insane. So that's kind of what I was saying before about how you can't possibly be everything. So like there's only so many things you can care about. Yeah, it's a pretty easy way to put it of that you can't possibly care about everything. I mean, he kind of goes into, like, then you care about nothing. But anyway, we're saying, like, you care too much about comparing yourself. Then, like, if it really matters to you, then kind of, like, put effort in and actually, like, take action about that. But, yeah, it's really not worth your time. Like, you've got one life. Kind of just pick a few things to really give a shit about. Yeah. And then, yeah, another thing as well is that you probably aren't going to achieve this, like, state of finally being happy when something happens. Like, it's always going to be a work in progress. So, yeah, that's my topic-based recommendation, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. <clears throat> nice. I don't think I have any specific, um, like, like a book recommendation for this, but I feel like, okay, my recommendation is don't go on social media, but I don't want to be like, don't go on social media because that's like 
so hard and I'm a hypocrite because like I am like, oh, I really want to take breaks from social media, but it's the majority of my job is social media. So I spend a lot of time on it, um, which I think has mm. also really impacted why I like my I feeling I'm feeling comparison culture so much more acutely at the moment because I'm spending so much time on social media. But I kind of think like I am I also have not done this yet. But I'm like gonna try start trying to take like one day off a, on a weekend from social media. I was gonna do it last weekend, and then I was ugh, there was some excuse that I had that I couldn't do it. So, but anyway, also just like unfollowing or muting people who make you feel bad. I can't say I've ever unfollowed or muted mm. someone because they made me feel bad, but like it's a it's an option. Um, I wrote down a gratitude journal, but like that's not my vibe. But that might be some people's vibes. Like just genuinely writing down like the things that you're grateful for in your life. Um, and like being thankful for what you do have. I think a writing down thing you can do that I actually like doing. Like, cause I I'm not really a gratitude journal kind of person, but I like to write my goals on a piece of paper and stick it on the wall. And then take it off as I do it, or I can like look at that and be like, oh yeah, like I'm halfway through achieving that, or oh yeah, I should get working on that, or things like that. So I can see like, like yeah, because I'll have it on the wall, like start a podcast with Rachel, tick done, like done, start a cooking newsletter, done. Like I'm like, woo, go me. So yeah, I feel like just having like the things that you want to achieve like written up somewhere is a really like good way. So then you can like see if you've achieved it and then also my other thing is take time to celebrate your achievements you shouldn't just celebrate like weddings and babies and houses and cars and all those things celebrate the small things take yourself out for dinner be like hell yeah i achieved this goal that i wanted to achieve i'm gonna celebrate or like force your friends to go out with you and be like i'm celebrating this thing and you're gonna celebrate with me (laughs) i don't know i feel like it's fun it's like the whole you know self-love episode we were talking about take yourself on a date celebrate yourself as well mm. and force people around yeah. you celebrate you too yeah yeah don't wait for someone to do it no all right on to our recommendations to distract from your quarter life crisis rach what you got what you got for us this week <laughs> why did i say that weird what you got for us what this you week, got for girl? us love <laughs> <laughs> I have got a couple of things that I enjoyed uh, listening to and reading to, watching this week. The first one is something I really enjoyed. Maybe it's just because of my interests, but um, an episode of The Imperfects, which is a podcast where they talk about being imperfect, um, if people haven't heard of it. That's and good. They good comparison culture vibes too. Yeah, they would definitely have episodes on it with like actual professionals, but they also talk to uh, like sort of Australian celebrities and maybe not celebrities, just people with a public profile. And they interviewed Broden Kelly from Auntie Donna, who um, like I assume people know Auntie Donna, but if you don't, they're like a sketch comedy group and they are so funny and they've been so successful. And I've never heard an interview with any of them before. I've only seen them do their like, sketches and they've got a podcast which is also like really funny it's not like a serious podcast they do like it's like an improv thing where they have these characters and it's just like nonsense but yeah I really like them and they had Broden on the Imperfects and it was quite a serious interview which is really interesting like because the process of comedy is really interesting kind of how comedians like write jokes and how they get to their jokes so he talks about that and like the creative process and everything. 
But then he also talked about having anger issues, which people don't really talk about. But he was super open about it and open about how it's, like, affected other people in their group. And, yeah, it was just, like, really open and, yeah, really good, really cool. Cool. As as a fan, I enjoyed. My other recs are a doco I watched on Binge, pretty easy watching, but it was called Persona, The Dark Truth Behind Personality Tests, and it was a documentary about, like, a Myers-Briggs personality test. Oh, that sounds and cool. How, yeah, particularly how it's used in job recruitment. Like, I'm sure we've all done, applied for a job, and there's, like, some nonsense personality test you have to do. And, yeah, it was really cool how they kind of broke it apart. And basically it's, it's almost to be discrimination, these personality tests, because when they were made, they were made for, like, the, you know, non-disabled straight white man in mind. Yeah. And then, yeah, so they, like, can sort of do bi- have biases and stuff and, Damn. They also talked about, have you ever done a, a job interview? It was not even an interview, the application where you've had to film yourself? No. I'm pretty sure I had to do it with Mecca. So there's like this software where you get kind of prompted questions and you have to film yourself giving the response and it analyzes your face to basically see if you're like agreeable and like, you know, a nice What if you just have a disagreeable face, a resting disagreeable face? Yeah. I didn't realise that's what – I thought the software was just like an easy way for companies to get videos sent to them. Yeah. Because maybe they want to kind of see your attitude. But I was kind of like, why couldn't they just see it in, in an interview? But it actually like analyzes your face, and that's like fucked up. That's so messed up. Um, oh, wait, is this just like a one-off yeah. doc or like a series? Yeah, it's just an hour. Oh, okay. I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah, on binge. Quite interesting. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. And then my my last recommendation is a book called If I Had Your Face by Francis Cha. And that is about comparison culture, but it's set in South Korea. Oh. So the modern day South Korea. But it's super digestible, really easy to read. Yeah, it's it's a good book. It's about, um, yeah, like some young girls living in Korea and kind of their obsession with like class and stuff like that so yeah those are my those are my recs i actually have decent recommendations this week which is nice i'm very keen to check them out mm-hmm. um my recs are this week um i have a few as well um i would like to recommend watching the tv show you and me on stan it was very sad but also like really good um <laughs> it's like a weird oh. way to preface a recommendation but um it's only six episodes. Every episode's like 25 minutes. So, like, you can eat, watch it in a day if you feel like it. But um, I really enjoyed it. But, yeah, it was sad but very well acted and, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I also have an episode of the Imperfects podcast to recommend, which is very <laughs> funny that we both came. We didn't – this was a complete coincidence. We're yeah, both, both randomly. Both randomly. Um, mine's, like, not a – not super old, but not super recent episode of theirs. Um, but it's a two-parter. Um, with Kate Reed, who is, she's from Melbourne, and she used to be an engineer for Formula One. Um, for the Williams team, and she invented Loon, the famous famous croissantery. 
Um, so it's like super random because like I'm a Formula One fan and I'm a croissant fan. <laughs> so I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, it's super cool. So like she's got this amazing backstory about how she like started out and got her job in the Formula One world and her experience there it honestly sounded pretty messed up. Um, she ended up with an eating disorder. And that's kind of how she started Loon because, like, I think she was, like, part of this program where, like, people sit with, like, people who have eating disorders and, like, you have a pastry together. And then she went to, like, move to France and, like, worked in a bakery there, like, learning how to make pastries. And then she started Loon and, like, the story of that. And anyway, just she's just amazing to hear her talk and – it was so good. Like, when Elsa and I were listening to it as, as like, our go-to-sleep podcast because we, like, <laughs> listen to podcasts to go to sleep. <laughs> and, like, normally we just set it for 15 minutes and I think we listened to it, like, for an hour before we turned it off because, like, we could not stop listening. It was so good. So it's a two-parter. Um, But it comes with a warning. It will make you crave loon croissants. So we went there last weekend and we bought four <laughs> croissants. Not even croissants. We bought two croissants and two Cruffins, croissant muffins. Anyway, they were all really good, and we're definitely gonna probably go back and buy more. But um, but anyway, really good podcast. Um, two parter, so that's really good. Anyway, I think that's all we've got for you this week. So thank you for listening to another episode of Quarter Life Crisis. Thank you. <laughs> we are so privileged to have you as fans, stands, if you will. Yep. And, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. All right. Bye. Bye. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we have recorded this podcast on today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We want to pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging and acknowledge that this always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. Sovereignty was never ceded.